Oh, Christian. Yes, Andrew. Hey, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Go for when it. When is a door not a door? When it's uh, off the hinges. No, when it's a jar. Roll the this intro music. This is my world coming. This is my invitation to invent the hidden rooms inside my heart. heart. Come build the rooms inside my heart. What is up, Project Unifam? That took about seven seconds to actually grasp. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. That was pretty good. What what would you rate it one out of ten? Uh oh man. I'd probably say six. Solid six. Solid six. Wasn't your best, wasn't your worst. Solid six, so that would make that a Johnson County eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, absolutely. But anyways, guys, we are back with you tonight. Uh we're still going through this series of what's next. Uh looking at uh the process. So last week we talked about how to pray. Mm-hmm. And tonight we're going to be looking at how to read your Bible. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people just don't know how to read it. And then when they start reading it, they get overwhelmed and they just set it on their bookshelf and it starts collecting dust. Absolutely. But we uh, we figured we couldn't do this topic on our own. We're no not, way. We're not strong enough or we're not Wise enough. experienced enough. So we brought in the master uh, Mr. Paul Coble of yes. the Broken Church. All right. What it's is up, with Paul? You guys. Oh, man, it's everything's going great. Everything's going great. Well, I just to want to let you know that I told Andrew before I came back to Texas, said, Andrew, I have one request before I leave. I said, I want to have Paul in here one more time before I leave oh, North man. Carolina. That's so, awesome, dude. glad you're here. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. You're one of our favorites. So I appreciate It's only that right to have much. you back. Yeah. I, I always have a good time with you guys. You yeah. Know. See, man, just set me in a room, talk about God. Yes. You know, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Love you, it. You can never go wrong doing that. See, wh- what happened was, is we had Abigail on as a guest for a while, and then she started breaking records of how who's been on the most. Yeah. So we just made her part of the team. That <laughs> hey, way you could still you hold go. the record. <laughs> we couldn't let her beat you out, Paul. Hey, records are meant to be broken. Yeah. So. But, Except for this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so tonight we want to talk about how to read Bibles. So we've been going through the series. Um, this is a series that I've done before, and then I noticed you did at the Broken Church, which led us, which led us to sure. wanting to do it here. Right. Uh, but we're doing a series called "What's Next." Uh, essentially, what happens after salvation? Uh, going through, you know, new Christians, even plateaued Christians that uh, haven't necessarily. Grown. Found their way, yeah, found their right, way or right. grown. Uh, we wanted to do a series that kind of helps them figure out, well, maybe this is why I haven't grown in God. So last week we talked about how to pray, uh, talking about things like praying awesome. with persistence, with passion. Yes. Uh, I forget the other one. So tonight we want to look at how to read their Bible, and we figured, you know, what better than to bring in a pastor and, and let let us all discuss sure. on what the best way to do it is. Yeah. Uh, Christian, you want to go ahead and get us started? Yeah, I think a perfect place to start is Second Timothy 3.16. It says, All scripture is inspired by God and is beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God uh, capable, equipped for every good work. And so, uh, just in this verse, we see that all scripture is inspired by God. Uh, in the Greek, it's Theon Udastas, inspired God-breathed. 
and it is beneficial for teaching and for rebuking, for correcting and for training in righteousness. Absolutely. And so everything that's in the Bible, everything that's in scripture is breathed out by God and is his literal word. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was even reading in Genesis early in the year and it says that God spoke the world to his ex- existence. And so the same God that breathed out the wor- world and breathed out the words that created the universe is the same one that breathed out the word that we read today. That's awesome. Absolutely. I love that. That is awesome. So, Paul, let me ask you a question. Say a new Christian comes to you and they say, I just really want to start being able to read the Bible in an effective manner. What advice would you give them on how to to start reading the Bible to to be effective? Not just maybe just reading a verse or two and saying, okay, well, I read my Bible today. Yeah. But really be able to read the Bible in an effective way. Well, first off, you got to understand what you're reading. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if you walk into a Bible bookstore, you're going to get overwhelmed by the, the different translations of the Bible. And I just want to point out right now that scripture you just read was the same one that I had up. So <laughs> what version was you reading? Uh, NASB. Okay, there you go. I was reading out of the New King James Version. You got to find the, what makes sense to you. It's just like any book. Everybody has special books that they like to read, different uh, authors and stuff like that, because they relate to it, you know. Uh, and the Bible's the same way. I mean, everybody can relate to the Bible, but you got to find that one translation that's going to fit, you know, how you read. Uh, obviously, a lot of people, you know, I mean, the King James Version is was the original one that we had after the Hebrew and the Greek translation, but a lot of people can't relate to the King James Version because you're going to find a lot of times that people will begin to read the Bible, the King James Version, and then the next thing you know, it it, it spills over into their prayers, you know, now they're praying King James Version, you know, now they, you know, and it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's what you feel like you relate to, but uh, I'll just say it like this, a, a new new convert, if they walk into, like I said, a Bible bookstore and they see all these translations, if they pick up one and they don't know how to read it, it, it doesn't jump out to them, they're not going to read it, you know. I mean, they're just going to put it to the side, you know, maybe grandmother, grandmother, Grandfather gives them a Bible for their birthday or Christmas like that, you know, and it's not a translation that they can relate to. Yeah. They're not going to read it. I mean, it's just, that's just the, the bottom line to it. But you've got to find that one translation that really means a lot to you. I read, like I said, I read out of the, in, the new King James Version. I mean, I grew up with the King James Version, but uh, there's so many translations out there. I, I switch around. Yeah. You know, when I start studying for my survey, I want to hear what the messenger has to say about this, you know, which that's one of my favorite. Man, you take a uh, a scripture that's, you know, 10 words long, you go through the messenger and it comes out like 100 words, you know, because they yeah. really break it down. So you got to find that one translation that really works for you, mm. you know. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, I'm a, I'm a multi-version guy myself. Are you? Uh, you know, Christian got me set up on the uh, MEV. Yeah. So I use that a lot. Like, uh, I'm, I'm the type of person, it depends on the people you're talking to with it, especially like being a pastor or an evangelist. You know, if you go into a church that's full of just, you know, yeah. people that have had a rough life or, uh, you know, just don't understand the word of God. If you go in and start preaching them in King James, like that's, yeah, it's a turn off. You know, they're not going to understand it. It's yeah. going to go over their head. Right. So, you know, you use a version like MEV or NASB that's in clear, normal terms, they're going to cling to that more. Right. You know, uh, but like here, we're a King James church. So a lot of times I use King James uh, while I'm here. And then when I study, I use MEV or uh, New King James. Right. You know, just it's 
it's easier to understand. Uh, I've got a King James study Bible that I really love though now yeah. too. So thank you, my mother-in-law. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do, uh, when, when you speak to the youth though, do you speak out of the King James version or do you? I do here. Yes. Do you? Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, most of my teens were born and raised in this church. Okay. So they're so, used to it. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. used to King James because yeah. you know, being in a uh, IFB church, yeah. uh, King James. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, but, uh, you know, fortunate enough, my pastor, he's not a, he's not necessarily closed minded. Right. So, uh, but I preach King James for the most part because that's just the version I grew up on. Yeah. I understand it. It's, it's, but going to like your church, it's a more contemporary modern church. Mm-hmm. If I start preaching King James, especially if you have long scriptures, right. uh, people are like, what is he even talking about? <laughs> you know, and then you start seeing people pull out their phone and, you start seeing them swipe like that, so you know they're <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah. So I, I try and do a more modern version just to keep them glued in to the sermon. Right. You know, because I could give a sermon, I could give my points and all that, but the scripture's what's really going to take hold of them, not necessarily what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so I, I definitely agree with that. Definitely find your trans your translation. Yeah, find your translation. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she she gets on to me all the time because she says, "Dad, if you want to reach the younger people, uh, the young adults," she says don't read out of King James version, you know? And I told her, I said, well, sweetheart, it's, it's not that I, you know, I'll read out of another version, but our media that we put up, you know, King James version is what's on there. Yeah. And I told her, I said, if I get the other version, it's going to cost me $90. She goes, well, dad, you're just cheap. You know, <laughs> Why don't you get the version, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, she recognizes, you know, with a lot of the younger people they work with. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, so I've got this thing, uh, it's how to start reading the Bible in 10 steps. Now, me and Christian have gone yeah. through it, and we've picked out a few things. Uh, I want to read one. You know, it's funny because <laughs> number two was actually pick a Bible that you can understand. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which makes sense. Uh, so when somebody comes to you and, and they're just overwhelmed with the Bible, uh, and this was actually, you circled it. That was my first thing. Uh, number one says pick a time, but not just any time. I feel like reading your Bible, and I used to be real bad about this. I've I've set aside when I get here first thing in the mornings, that's my quiet time. I okay. shut the door, okay. I open the Bible, and I really go through it. I've got this uh, devotional, daily devotional I've been going through, and I sit down and I have my quiet time. I have to assign my time, otherwise I'm not going to get it done. Right. You know, yeah. and, and I think that's probably, if you're looking at how to read your Bible more effectively is actually sit out of time to read it. Mm. You know, uh, I think if you just pick it up on a whim, you know, especially with how fast paced our lifestyles are nowadays, it'd be real easy to get sidetracked and not be able to do that as much. Yeah. You know, what do you think Christian? Yeah. I think, I think even we touched on it last week, just so many times we give God our spare time and uh, we, we can wake up at, seven and then next thing you know your phone goes off and then you're running late for work and then you got to work and then you get home and you're just tired right. and then you turn on the cowboy game stars game whatever sure. your game is on and then you're just tired and so you're like man i need to go to bed and then like you lay in bed and you're like oh man i forgot right and so so many times we just give god our spare time we'll give him 10 minutes but uh that intimacy that you have with the scripture and with god with reading um i mean I'm not saying read a certain amount of chapters because there's a, right. definitely a great thing with just going through a chapter and just going through the words and the uh, word searching, how to fully um, 
grasp the word that's coming uh, yeah. from God himself. Sure. And so, yeah, I think one thing that's so important is don't give God your free time. Designate a time for him. Give him the time that he deserves and <laughs> that we're not worthy of. Because every day is a gift from God. That's true. Let me ask you a question, though, Christian. What? Why do you read the Bible? Uh, because I am not sufficient for wisdom. Uh, I'm not sufficient for anything. Why do you read the Bible? So, I mean, my my answer would essentially be just as Christians. I don't know enough about God. And, you know, I was told pretty early in my ministry that this book will go as deep as you want it to. Right. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, that stands true because there are times I'll read a verse a hundred times. Right. And it'll be the one time I read it six months later that I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know, God really <laughs> speaks to me through. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you see it in a new light. You right. see it in, you know, uh, and I've always been told this is God's inspired word. It is. And and, and what I'm getting at is the fact that, that a lot of people, they're told they have to read their Bible. Yeah. You know, you have to read your Bible for a Christian walk. Well, I mean, you do, but you need to understand why yeah. you're reading your Bible. You know, you need to understand that, a relationship with God is a two-way street. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, uh, our side of the road is our communication is through prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we speak to God. Yeah. I mean, and and for God to speak back to us, unless you're just so close to God that he speaks to you in an audible voice, you know, then we've got to have something which is the word of God coming back to us. Yeah. So on God's side of the road, he's speaking to us through many different avenues, not only the Bible. I mean, you got to understand that, that God is not limited to just the Bible. I mean, you know, in the morning times when you walk out and you see a sunrise, you know, I mean, that's God showing his love to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you see a flower growing out of a bedrock, I mean, that's God showing his love to you. You know, when you hear the kids laughing and playing, I mean, that's God showing his love to you. Mm. So he shows you his love through his creation. Yeah. But at the same time, he speaks to us through the word of God. Right. So we need to understand why we're reading the Word of God. That's yeah, Psalm 19 to... for that. Yeah, Psalm 19. Uh, yeah, His creation declares His glory. Yeah. I... And so, um, yeah, I think whenever we start getting the mindset of, um, I have to do this, our yeah. mindset is totally off of what it should be. Yeah. Um, this, this word that we read is miraculous from the time of... Noah, Moses, and all the way through the prophets, uh, King David of the prophets, and then going to uh, Jesus coming on earth, and then sure. just all the manuscripts coming in, and then even the stuff we're finding nowadays, and just the miraculous nature of what this book is. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, and another thing to add to your question is uh, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word lights our path exactly and yeah. so um whenever uh, like what andrew is saying this this what was the quote that you said this book will take you as deep as you want to go yeah this book will go as deep as you want it to yeah yeah and so i mean you can take the bible for va- face value and just see it as a good rule book or you can dig in deep and see the intimacy that god desires us to have with them that's right and well, so i think that's important I think it's, I mean, we, we need to start looking at the word of God. It's, it's cause more people who are not necessarily active in their faith, they may look at it as a rule book, you yeah. know, like this is That's just true. God telling us, this is what you can do. This is what you can do. And what you got to realize is as you become a new Christian or as you start acknowledging your plateauness and you want to grow, you have to realize 
you have to communicate with God. This is how God communicates with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like we're we're not or I don't know, I can't I'm not gonna put a level on God like a ceiling, but like God's never like you said, spoke to me in an audible voice. Right. You know, I couldn't go to the Father like Christ did or or like when Christ spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus and yeah. that was an audible voice. You know, like I can't direct path. This is how when I talk to God through prayer, this is how he talks back to me. Exactly. When mm-hmm. when I go to God with prayer and say, God, I just need clarity on this or I need wisdom on this or uh you know, I need strength, then God directs me to the book. Yeah. And then I start looking for answers. And right. even with that, Hebrews four twelve, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword, even even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. Whenever we hear, especially in preaching, whenever we hear the word preached to us, the word penetrates, the Holy Spirit convicts. And even as we read our Bible through daily devotions, God's word is going to convict us. The spirit is going to come and convict our minds and our soul of the sin that we've done against him, of the things that we ought to do for him because solely because he deserves it. And so as we think about this word and how it penetrates our hearts, we need to keep in mind that it is the spirit that empowers us to uh, read it and then also to act it out. Yeah. So this is this is one, one problem that I've seen people have had. And so when I say this, I don't want it to be misunderstood what I mean, okay? So if you're trying to effectively learn how to read your Bible, don't read your Bible in a devotional setting. Which means just open the Bible, pick three verses, read it, right. try and put your own understanding on it, and then go. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing I always tell the teens is context is key. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like, yeah. when you read the Bible, you need to read it for what God meant it to be, not what God or what you think God wants you to think it to be. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I was real bad about that. I'd read a verse of like, well, clearly God means this, and then you <laughs> wouldn't. Like, uh... What is the scripture in, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Philippians 4.13. You see it on church. You see it on coffee mugs. You know, every housewife, uh, (laughs) is posting it on Instagram. Like, you know, just clean the house. I can do all (laughs) things through. Okay. Well, let's take that verse out of context. Like everybody's doing it. Go jump on your roof and then jump off of it and fly. Right, because you can do all things through God who strengthens you. Right, go go to a third story building, jump off of it, because you can do all things through God. So go up to that third story building, tell God, "Listen, God, I want to fly," and then jump Hmm. and tell me what happens. Ten to one, you ain't gonna fly, right? But what Paul meant that as is because he was he was dealing with a lot right there. And he was talking about he could deal with all that. He could he could handle whatever man threw at him because he could do all things through God. God gave him his strength to get through it, mm. right? Yeah, so absolutely. When you hear people talking about, well, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. Well, okay, well, do me a favor. Get out of that abusive relationship. Mm. Uh, get off your hind parts and go get a job. Like, you can do all things through God. <laughs> like, use it in context. Context is key. Yeah, yeah and you just know, a few verses later, Paul writes, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we see that, yeah. and we're like, oh, yes. yes. Thank you, Jesus. And then, but we don't read the context, like you're saying. And my pastor preached on this Sunday, and he said, 
Um, we cannot have the assurance of this promise that God will supply all of our needs unless we give to him like the church of Philippi did in verse 17 and 18, where they gave so much to Paul and where he didn't even expect. Right. Yeah. And so if we're not given to God, he's not going to supply those needs like we see that um, on the coffee cups. Yeah. We're going to be, I mean, we got to give to be able to receive. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you got anything? Well, you know, I was thinking about it. Uh, you know, earlier I spoke about finding the right translation, but there's also something else in reading God's word. You know, if you don't know exactly where to go, I mean, uh, read Hebrews chapter 11. I mean, just start there because it's, it's the chapter of faith, you know, the people of faith throughout mm-hmm. the Bible. Because you're going to find somebody uh, out of the Bible that you can relate to, mm-hmm. whether it's Apostle Paul, whether it's John, whether it's uh, John the Baptist, whether it's, uh, you know, David. And David's my man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big King David fan. Yeah. You know, and it's not because he was king over Israel. It's not because he was mighty in battle. But it was because what he did before all that, when he sat on the hillside mm. and just sung the Psalms to God, you know. So, I mean, I get wrapped up in Psalms every morning, you know, yeah. because they're they're easy to read, you know, and there's so much promise in, in the Psalms. Yeah. And, and I relate to that. I relate to David, you know, because, I, you know, I, I can almost picture myself when I'm reading it, you know, the, how he sat on the hillside. Everything's calm. You got the sheep out there bellowing and everything. But he's... You know, he's pure. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. You know, and it's not because he was king or he was a warrior, but it was because David knew where to go when mm-hmm. he fell. Yeah. That's you know, that, that's a lot of times we don't know what to do when we fall, when we have problems. You know, it's like, oh, God, I know there's a scripture for this. You know, so you're sitting there trying to find it. Well, I mean, sometimes God just wants you to simply sit back and say, God, I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need help. I need you to show me. I need you to teach me. You know, that's the same thing David was doing. You know, that's the reason he was a man after God's own heart, because he knew where to go when he fell. And you're going to read it a lot of times through the through the Psalms, you know. I mean, that's David's life, you know, in song, you know. But you've got to find somebody in the Bible that you relate to. Hmm. You know, I mean, if, if, if you're a new Christian and you're really wanting to, to really dig deep into the Word of God, I suggest you go to the book of John. Yeah. I mean, the book of John, start with the book of John. Man, he lays it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, he lays it out where, you know, anybody – can read it and understand what it is, you know, but you got to find somebody that you relate to in the Bible. You know, I mean, I, I, that's, that's one thing One, you know, every time I hear about the Bible being alive, you know, it's because these people are not dead, you know, as, as we think they are, but they're alive through the word of God. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you, you pointed this out a while ago, Andrew, about how you can read a scripture one week you know, and not get anything. And then the next week, all of a sudden, man, that's jumping out at you. You know, your spirit leaps within you when you read it because it's like, you know, that's what I'm going through right now. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I understand it. You know, I'm picking up on this. And here's the cool part about the Word of God is the Word of God transcends through the pages into your heart because David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, so if, if, if tomorrow everybody, you know, everybody's Bibles were taken away from them, what scriptures have you learned up to this point that you have hid in your heart that you can relate to, that you can fall back on, you know, to get you through? I mean, and, and, and you know, when you uh, invited me for this and told me that the topic was how to read your Bible, you know, the first thing I thought is what I shot back to you is it's how the Bible reads us, mm. you know, because that's what the Bible's actually doing to a certain extent. It's reading our lives. Yeah. You know, because our relationship with God is a personal relationship. The Bible plainly says that each person must work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. I mean, so what works for me may not work for you, you know, and vice versa all the way around. So you have to take and, and build upon. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. 
right. I mean, you got to find something and start building up on it, you know, and before long, before you realize it, you have got so much of God's word in your heart, you know, that, that you can just sit back and you just close your eyes. And when you pray, you can say, God, this is what you said in your word. Yeah. This is what you promised me. This is what, you know, this is what I'm leaning on, you know, and you can start quoting scriptures to God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, even the devil knows scriptures. I mean, because yeah. he quoted it back to the Son of God. But, you know, it's it's there's something alive about it. You yeah. Know? And it's very moving, you know, when you can sit back and just say, God, this is what you said in your word. Yeah. You know, recall it to him, you know. He wants yeah. to hear that. Yeah. yeah speaking know, so. speaking on that, um, Paul, I'll ask you first, then Andrew, then I'll go. What, so we know that um, whenever we go to our daily time with God, each one has a unique way of going at uh, scripture. Right. How do you um, just pursue your daily walk with God? Like in your reading of scripture, how do you, on a just regular basis, how do you read? How Do you have like any tips for the people that are listening on how to read their Bible? Well, like I said, I'm a big King David fan, so obviously I'll go to the Psalms in the morning times. You know, I'll set it out in my truck while I'm waiting for it to warm up. I'll pull it up, and I'll start reading Psalms. You know, and I've, I've done that for, you know, many, many years. You know, my favorite my favorite uh, Psalms is, is uh, 121, mm. you know, uh, but it's a promise in there. But for me as a pastor, uh, you know, I try to get as much as I can through little stuff like that. But now when I go to study for my sermon— you know, then it really gets deep. You know, then I really get deep into the word on different subjects and stuff like that. Find out what the word of God really says about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, my, my advice for anybody that just really wants to start is, you know, just get in there, start reading some Psalms. You know, I mean, it's songs. It just There's so many promises, yeah. so many truths. And yeah. Those, yeah. Like you said. Yeah. Andrew, how do you start your study? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like Paul, you know, when it depends on what context I'm trying to read it in. Am I preparing for a sermon or am I doing my quiet time? I'm, I'm a big Paul guy, Yeah, you know, so I love going anywhere from Acts all the way to Philemon, you know, and just reading Paul because he had, you know, like you said, you know, you're a David guy. I'm a Paul guy because the conviction he had to do God's work after yeah. he had done so wrong in God's eyes, right. you know, he went from persecuting the, the church and killing Christians to be in, you know, the apostle of the Gentiles, you know, it showed true transformation that God made in his life because he submitted to God, hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I just, that's my life, right. you know, I wasn't killing Christians, but I definitely was not living for God. Right. You know, I had a relationship. I was uh, more of a get out of hell free card Christian, yeah. you know, and God just opened my eyes. So uh, a lot of times I will go to. Uh, the 16 epistles of Paul, you know, there's a lot of good foundational truth in there. And, and you know, I recommend that to a lot of new Christians mm -hmm. uh, because he was writing to the Gentiles for the Gentiles, Absolutely. you know, and, and being Gentile believers, if you want to know uh, <clears throat> how to get more what salvation means to us, what sanctification yeah, is. Yeah. Like if right. you want to get more in tune with your faith, like, Start reading the epistles of Paul. Like he was talking to new Christians, uh, new gospel Christians. He's he's a great reliable source. I would say that, or you can never go wrong with the four gospels. Yeah, exactly. you know exactly. We we're Christians. We're to be. We're to conform to the image of the Son. 
how are you going to conform to the image of the son if you don't know the story of what he did on this earth? That's good. So, you know, always go with the four gospels too, but I'm also a Psalms man because I'm a yeah. musician and a lot yeah, of those. I love it. Love oh it. man. I yeah. I'm it. actually a David and Paul guy. I think the, one of the best days of my life was whenever I, um, I had a, just a complete free day. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And, um, I turned in the morning, I turned on the first Psalm and just yeah. went all through every Psalm and oh, just absolutely. listened to it all that the whole That's entire awesome. day and that was an amazing day um yeah and i also love paul and just reading his epistles to the church it was yeah. is and his passion for christ i mean it's something i long for let me insert um, this before you start go for it uh have you guys heard the the album version of shane and shane yeah the Psalms? i was just talking about oh, shane oh, and shane oh, <laughs> i was just talking about man. it yeah i love shane Psalm and shane. 34 hold oh, up god man. I've received it. I need to start listening <laughs> to Shane got and Shane. To hear it. Literally, before we started this, before you got here, I was like, Andrew, have you ever heard of Shane and Shane? Because we were just yeah. listening to him in a car, and yeah. I was like, man, so, uh, I think we're, I think yeah. we were listening to Psalm 34. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love, I love man, Shane and Shane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's God telling me, hey, listen, there's listen something. There's a confirmation there. <laughs> well, yeah, like there's clearly something in a Shane and Shane song that God is like, hey. You need to hear this. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's the word. It's I mean, they're saying like, the they word. They literally just that. sing the psalm. Yeah. And they have yeah. a lot of other songs, too, yeah. but they just sing, sing the word. Huh. And it is an amazing, it is. amazing uh, album. And, man, yeah. I love them. Okay. But, yeah, so I read Paul and everything. But, so, David Platt, he's a pastor of McLean Bible Church in uh, the greater D.C. area. Mm-hmm. He... Um, Last year, he took his church through just how to read your Bible, and I was right along every live stream listening on, um, and he gave this acrostic to his uh, church, and he's, it was maps. Uh, M means meditate, and so as you, um, get, as you put the Bible down, you start reading it, meditate on the words. Don't go too quickly. Just meditate. Look at the words. If something doesn't make sense, find it out. Like, meditate on those things. A is apply. Apply the truths that you're reading to your life today. P is to pray. Pray the word. Pray through the word. Let God speak to you um, through his word. Then you speak to God in prayer. And then S, share. Share what you're reading. Share uh, what you're learning. And those that's the acrostic he gave. And I've I've enjoyed doing that. And one thing I've loved doing is doing like different color highlights for different things. And so for blue, I have gospel. Love, love the gospel, uh, just gospel in our life, gospel, gospel, gospel. I love it. Uh, purple is doctrine, just everything doctrine. Purple, orange. I'm a counselor, so counsel. Uh, and then green is disciple. Anything discipleship. Green, uh, red means to dig deeper. So if there's anything like I have questions on, just red. And then yellow is just the miscellaneous. Right. It's awesome, but it's not like any of the other ones. I just <laughs> yellow. And so, and so yeah. I and like you just go through. Um, my Bible and there's just a bunch of different colors. Like if anyone just saw that, they'd be like, what the heck is he doing? But like, it just makes sense for me now since I've been doing it for about, uh, about seven months, probably. Wow. Method and to the madness. Wow. Dude, it's so awesome. You may have a new version there, Christian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it the is highlighted like, Bible. Yeah. But you just like, like you can just yeah. go through your Bible and let's say you're looking for, um, something that like, let's say some, someone's going through some depression. You yeah. can go through the Psalm and see orange, orange, orange. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Uh, Psalm 88. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so, and there's so much hope in the gospel and you see blue, uh, in John or in, uh, Philippians and you say, Hey, there's some blue here. Let me stop and read. And I then like there's so much, so much good stuff that you can do. And it just separates it all. Yeah. And so, especially through like Romans, uh, seven, eight, nine, 
like there's a lot of orange in eight and then a lot of purple in nine and then a lot of blue in seven. And it is okay. So in a couple of years, when I go to the bookstore, I want to see this. <laughs> I want to see Christian's highlighted Bible version, you know? It'd, oh, it'd, it'd be, a, yeah, it'd I be would cool. buy that. Like, I'm serious. That would be so cool. I'm totally on board with that. It's, like, it's an amazing, yeah. it's an ama- I encourage wow. anyone. It, it just breaks it all up and it is amazing. And see how God, like, just say how many different things. And you can do yeah. whatever else you want. Like, there's, I'm sure there's other categories you can put it in. Yeah. But it is, it is an amazing thing to do. Hmm. It's pretty yeah. awesome, man. So, uh, going back to that David Platt thing, right? It, it triggered this scripture in my mind. Uh, because, well, all right. So, what did the M stand for? Meditate. Meditate. A was application. Yep. P, P is was pray. pray. S, share. S, share. Yeah. You notice all those have a condensation of do, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which brings me to James one twenty two. It says, "Be doers of the word and not hearers only, def- deceiving yourselves." Mm. Right? How many times do we hear the word of God but we don't do the word of God? Yeah. So you often. know what I'm saying? Like, especially yeah. when you're sitting in church and you're about thirty six minutes into a sermon, <laughs> and you're just like. <laughs> You know, you're you're checking your watch, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. the Methodists are going to beat us to <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? Speaking of which, I want to know who started that whole uh, competition between the Baptists and the Methodists on who can get to Chili's fa- faster. I don't know, right? But so you're in there, you're not listening to what. No, you know, it's like the words are going in one ear and out the other. Well, you don't realize what you could be missing. Yeah, so, you know. So when you read the Bible, you have to understand you're not just skimming words you're not just hearing it through your ears because i'm a audible bible guy okay a lot of times i love for the bible to read to me (laughs) you know what i'm saying abigail's (laughs) shaking her head yeah right but a lot of times it just goes in one ear and out the other you know one thing me and ab so i had a very bad spirit a couple weeks ago at abigail's house and um you just like that sometime where you just need to sit by yourself and just talk to god sure and um that was the case and um, I had a pretty bad attitude about where I was going to go to church that Sunday. And uh, I just went upstairs and I was just like, God, I need your wisdom. I need your help. I just need your grace. And like Abigail came up later and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. And I, I said, it is so foolish of me to be so picky about where I get to choose to go to church when people don't even get to go to church. Exactly. And so whenever we go to church, remind yourself of that, that yeah. so many people long to hear the word proclaimed like we do. Right. And like wherever, if someone's preaching the word of God, something good is happening. Yeah. Like I'm, there's a lot of people who preach a different gospel and I'm not going to say any names, but there are so many people who preach a good gospel, the, the gospel, Right. but we are so quick to just listen out, tune out. And so I just urge you, if you're one of those people, I mean, listen to what the pastor, speaker, preacher is saying, because that people long to hear that right. and it is it convict me hard bro yeah. the holy spirit was like psh, 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 like around face <laughs> that's and it it he, was he yeah. knows how to do it yeah he does he does it a lot but, so so but, abigail let me ask you if somebody were to come up to you and ask you what how can i read my bible more effectively what advice would you give them um I all instantly I go back to when um I was a teenager. Someone told me they were like, you know, if you don't enjoy reading your Bible, it's because you don't do it enough. Oof. And I was like, mm, mm, I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> but I didn't like it because it was true and it struck deep in my heart. And so I was like, okay, well, obviously, if 
30 minutes a day isn't cutting it for me two times a week or whatever it was. I don't really remember. It was a while ago. Then I need to do it for longer and I need to do it more consistently because the more you do something, the more you enjoy it. That's right. Um, not that it becomes a habit, but it becomes a routine and it becomes something you crave. Kind of like coffee. A lot of people who drink coffee don't actually like coffee. They like the process of making coffee. Yeah. And so when you sit down in the morning and you, you read your Bible and you dedicate that time, the more you do it, the more you will love it. And when it's missing, when you don't get to have it, you crave it. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I didn't get to read my Bible That's for it. full however long I normally get to. And you, you miss it the entire day. And so the, that was something that, that completely changed my life. <laughs> wow. Man, that's so good. That so good. a lot of it's like mentality. You know, most yeah, of it's absolutely. like, oh, I have to read my Bible instead of being like, oh, man, I get, get to, to read, read my yeah. Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like how many people out there don't have a Bible? I had a teen uh, about a month ago because that was the last time we had a Wednesday night service. We've been shut down for a little bit. Yeah. You know, when, when they come in and they... they register and sign in for the night you know we asked him did you bring your bible because they get credit for that towards the program and he was like i've never owned a bible Hmm. my jaw dropped i was like it's crazy isn't it man i was like all right so he signed in and i immediately got up and just walked off didn't say nothing to nobody we have a cabinet over there in the gym of just brand new bibles Hmm. i mean still had plastic on i grabbed one Went in there. I wrote down Proverbs three, five, and six on the inside of it. Yeah. Gave his name on it. Presented by Calvary Baptist Church. Went and handed it to him. I said, I don't ever want to hear you say you you don't own a Bible again. I said, Now you own one. I said, That's yours. I said, You love it. You read it, and you apply it. That's and awesome. he was like, That's good. Man, you should have seen his face though. <laughs> like he, you thought I just handed him a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. He was like, He couldn't yeah. believe that somebody just gave him a Bible for free, and that like. That like God used that to just like rejuvenate me that night because I was like yeah. just seeing the joy that the word brought to him. I was like, I couldn't wait to get in the word of God, you know, like yeah. I couldn't <laughs> wait to preach then. I was like, oh, y'all are in for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Parents going to be lined up outside waiting. I told, I told exactly. the high school, I said, listen, y'all think I'm, I'm long winded now. Y'all just wait for tonight. <laughs> I, God's working in my heart already. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think mentality is going to be so severe in, in how the Bible reads you or how you read the Bible and right. how effective you can be in your Bible reading. Because if you look at it as a chore, nobody's going to do it. Like taking the trash out. I don't enjoy taking the trash out. That's why I had kids. So I don't have to anymore. But <laughs> and you know, and early on in my, in my belief, I, I felt like it was a chore, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, I have to read the Bible. I have to, you know, I'm like, I sit down and like automatically I'm, I'm talking to God, like with a bad attitude. I'm like, God, just show me what I need out of this. Let's get this done. So I'm going about my day. It wasn't until I started reading my Bible with submission. No, like yeah. oh, before yeah. I sit down and even open my Bible, I talk to God and I'm yeah. like, God, mm. show me whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, whatever it is that you want me to see. Show it to me. Exactly. I want to see it. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, God, can we just get this done? I'm like, God, can we start now? Like, change me. Yeah. You know, let these words jump off the page and just embed themselves in me. Right. That's good. You know, and I'm like, I'm horrible about scripture memorization, but man, it's, it's those ones that really hit. Yeah. You know, like everybody has these, you know, like your, your life versus, uh, what is it? Psalms, Psalms one, one. Right. right? The whole Psalm. 
Mine's three words. Pray without ceasing. It's all right. Because that was the first verse that I memorized other than like uh, John 3.16 and, and all the other uh, marquee verses, I guess you'd call them. <laughs> Uh, that was the first one that I read that God really just said, Hey, you need to always be in an attitude of prayer. You always have to pray. And that changed me. But I think, I think mentality is the most important. Yeah. I think before you get anywhere, you need to start with, how are you reading your Bible? Hmm. You know, are you reading it with a sense of, well, I have to do this. Are you reading this with the simple fact of God? I have this new relationship with you. I want to know more about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like no relationship's going to work if you don't get to know the person yeah. or in this case, the father, you know, you're not going to get to know him if you're not eager to learn more about him. Right. So that's good. That's my two cents. <laughs> and, and you've got to understand that. I mean, you can't just take pieces of the Bible and toss it to the side. Everything that you read. I mean, you got to understand, we got to believe the whole word of God. Yeah. Yes. You know, because a lot of times when I read, you know, I'll, I'll do like what you said. I'll say, God, show me something, you know, show me something. <laughs> so I'll open up scripture and it may be a rebuke. Yeah. You know, he may be chastising me on something. I'm like, okay, I'm going to oh. take a mulligan on that one. God, show <laughs> me another one. Show me another one. You know, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes well, we've got to have it. Yeah. You know, we got to be chastised, you know, in For different sure. areas, you know, it, we may not like it sometimes, but you know, it's just a growing process. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I've been known to do that too. Yeah, it's like, like oh show, god, come on, man! It's like, hey, uh, <laughs> well, it didn't mean that. I will say, like with um, like something that's that God's used a lot in my life when I sit down before my devotions and I pray. I not only pray, God, show me something from Your Word today to help me love You more, but show me that something that I can turn around and I can share in someone else's life today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. it's amazing how many times God's opened the door for a cashier or a little kid lost somewhere or whatever it may be. And God's like, Hey, this is your opportunity to use what I showed you today. And that's how the gospel is shared. Exactly. And you so, asked and he yeah. showed you. So yeah. just a thought, if you haven't done that, <laughs> it's really encouraging yeah. to see how God puts those opportunities into your life. If you're simply just willing. I, lo- just I love, Oh, go ahead. Some I love praying is just show me something I can use today to affect myself and affect others, but also show me something I can use in my future. Yeah. Like because so many oh, times yeah. there's gonna be something yeah. that comes up in our future and we it hits us, yeah. blindsides us. And of course God and his sovereignty knows, but we don't. <laughs> we're not God. And yeah. there's gonna be times where we just get blindsided by something and we're gonna have to come back to his word and say, God, I need wisdom, I need help. And then so many times that passage that maybe I read that day comes right back to mind right. and is like, Hey, I am your comfort. I am your refuge. Like mm-hmm. David always presents in the Psalms. Yeah. And so, so many times I love that. And just God just shows it, man. It is an amazing feat. I got to I gotta uh, say, you were talking about when you read, talking about God show me something so I can love you more. Mm-hmm. That like right there, that yeah. just hit. Because that's like, that is full selflessness. Yeah. You know, because even times when we're in the Bible, we're in it for the right reason. We say, God, I want you to show me something. God shows you everything. He shows you. You know, and, and are, you, are you listening? Yeah. Are you watching? And, yeah. It, and it's that point in time where like, God, we, I want you to show out for me yeah. instead of going to him with that mentality and saying, God, I just want to love you more. Yeah. What do I need to do to love you more? Cause that yeah. then puts it not necessarily God yeah. give me, but God, how can I give you? Like, so when you said that, I was like, man, like I'm going to start, I'm going to start <laughs> reading my Bible like I that. Know. It's, it's, uh, I put out a challenge uh, two weeks ago to the church that, 
you know, when you pray to God, you know, instead of going to God all the time, just asking him for things, you know, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. God says that you have not because you ask not. I mean, he knows your needs. But take the first five, ten minutes of your prayer mm. without asking him for anything and just worship him. Yeah. You know, mm. just acknowledge him, lift him up, you know. Uh, you're going to find out that that, far, that five or ten minutes will turn into 10, 20, 30, yeah. 40 minutes. And by the time you get to the end of this thing, you're thinking, I don't need nothing, God. Just you. <laughs> yeah. Just you. Yeah, and that, really so, so many nothing. times that thing that you came to him for yeah. seems so small. It does. Yeah, and just kind of. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about last out. week. I mean, so many times we're just like, yeah. just, just hop straight into our request, our need that we need God to help with. But so many times we forget who God is. I know it. And we're just like, I, so, um, and the overseer of our church, uh, plant in the Southeastern region prayed on the Facebook, uh, messenger today. He said, God, show us something that leaves no room else for glory other than you and leave your servants in a state of awestruck wonder. That is awesome. And if we prayed that every day, God would, I mean, we, so many, like, like we were saying earlier with creation, yeah. like we look out today and we see the sun, we see the moon, we see the stars and God in his glory yeah. created that yeah. and his creation declares his glory. Yeah. And so many times we don't even, we don't even think about it. So I, I, I want to put this PS, PSA out there. Uh, if you're like a brand new Christian listening to this. Understand the Bible is not in chronological order. If you, if you <laughs> yes, read from, please do not. Yes, if you read from Genesis to Revelation, because hey, that is a way to read it. You it know, is. Uh, a lot nothing of nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. start from the beginning. If if you really want to know God, start by realizing how much He created, because you'll realize He created everything. Yeah. But if you start reading it, listen, it is not in chronological order. Also. Understand that just because one verse says something and another verse says another, that does not mean it's a contradiction. True. That goes back to, like, you bring up uh, Hebrews where it talks about faith without works is dead. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people want to contradict, so we we are in a work-based contract with God. No, we are saved by grace alone, but you have to understand who he was talking about and what he was talking about in that context. Yeah. Right. You know, but new Christian, understand if you come up with something and you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense to this verse. Seek out counsel. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to your pastor or go to uh, a biblical friend of yours or, you know, just a, a theologian of some sort. Go to them and ask. Yeah. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask God questions. When you read something, if you don't understand it, ask God, God, what does this mean? Mm. You know? Yeah. Or, or if you don't understand something, listen, don't get embarrassed because you may be new to it or you don't quite understand it. Go to somebody. Yeah, any true Christ follower would love to help yeah. with any of that. Like Absolutely. teens, dude. The teens catch me up all the time. They'll be asking me something, and I won't know, and I'll just be like, uh, give me a week. Let me research that, and let me get back to you. And that's so much better than that's just good. trying to come up with that's an answer good. on the spot. Yeah. Because, I mean... Your answer is no, in no way sufficient for the answer that God provides. And God will provide an answer. Exactly. Yes, he will. So what I'm saying is, like, don't get embarrassed because you don't know the answer because you have no idea who does, who else doesn't. Right. You right. Know, and I tell the teens that. I'm like, listen, if you have a question, don't, the only, you know, the only stupid question is the ones you don't ask. 
You know, so always ask. Let's get clarity, you know, because the more clarity you get out of the word of God, the more efficient it's going to be in your life and the more efficient you're going to be for the will of God through the Bible. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Christian, you got anything else? I don't. Paul, you got anything? Man, I'm good. Uh, Just get into the word, you know, just get into it, read it and understand also that your relationship with God, there's going to be times that that. You know, you're not going to feel anything. There's going to be times that you're going to feel like you're just hitting a brick wall. There's going to be times that, that, that you feel uncomfortable. And understand then that the closer you get to God, the more uncomfortable you're going to feel. Yeah. Because God is a holy God. He's a righteous God. And we are not. True. You know, but until just step by step, I mean, it's, you know, it's baby steps. Mm, I mean, look facts. how long it took to, to write the Bible. You know, I mean, thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So, you know, don't think that you're going to become, you know, Billy Graham overnight <laughs> on this stuff. True. So. That's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> but, Paul, listen, we thank you so much for coming back in. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. You're always a fan favorite. Uh, I will tell you, I, I'm pretty sure your two past episodes have the most views at all the episodes, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're obviously a crowd favorite too. So we we always love bringing you back. I appreciate uh, it. Guys. I do want to announce something. I want to announce a congratulations to Christian and Abigail because yeah, by time the next episode airs, they will be married and on their honeymoon. Woo-hoo. So Project Unifam, <laughs> listen, I have uh, another one of my former guys coming in to be a guest co-host for two weeks while Christian takes yet another vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this one's, this one's, uh, this one's this, worthy of yeah, the vacation. It's, it's justified. Yeah. I'll give you that. But, uh, so y'all be looking out. We're having Will Rosnowski as my guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. he's, uh, the assistant pastor, assistant pastor Cornerstone. Yeah. yeah at Cornerstone church. Uh, so he works with Paul quite often. And, of course, you know, he's one of our old youngsters. That's right. He's going to fill in for the next two weeks while awesome. Christian goes and takes another vacation. <laughs> What's it like? I just, Dude, I wish I knew. But, anyway, so, guys, do us a favor. Get on the Facebook, the Instagram, uh, the Twitter, uh, the website, all that. Just send us some love for Christian and Abigail. Tell them congratulations. Uh, of course, you know, me and Marshall will be at the wedding, you know. I look forward to, co- was it coffee and donuts? Are we still doing that? Yeah, well, COVID t- kind of changed. Oh, we'll discuss that later. I ain't worried about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> if there ain't coffee and donuts, I ain't coming. Well, I'm you're just not joking. Coming. <laughs> no, I'm still coming. I'm you still bring coming. your own coffee donuts. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, there you go. I, 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 that's a good idea. Bring some for me. So, anyways, uh, other than that, guys, listen. Uh, continue to buy merch. Listen, next week, next week, next week, face masks will officially be ready. Let's go. Now, here's the deal: we have a very limited quantity of them, but. You have to buy two now since, you know, Fauci and stuff <laughs> is declaring that. So buy two of them and we'll be good. What? You haven't you heard, you haven't yeah, heard, heard that? that? No, we'll, we'll go through after. Buy two. Hey, listen, buy 10 of them. I don't yeah. care. Hey, Fauci will be happy. <laughs> you're, you're helping us out. But listen, the cost of those will be $5. They look exactly like the shirts. And it'll be a cool pair, man. You'll be you'll be stunting. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson can't wait, man. He's like, I'm a, I'm a stunt on the shirt and my face mask at the same time. And I'm like, that's the way to do it. Now we just need socks. Bro, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Christian knows my love for socks. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, this has been another dosage of your weekly prescription Project Unified by your doctor, your favorite doctor. Let me take that back. Dr. Andrew Lawrence. And Marshall can't say it this week. <laughs> PSA, Andrew Lawrence.
Lawrence is not a real doctor in any field. In any field. Not even like a farm field. No doctor whatsoever. But I'm your favorite doctor. I'm right. Abigail's favorite doctor. And I'm Christian's favorite doctor. But anyways, guys, listen. Beside me is... Christian. In front of me is... Abigail. And beside me from a distance is the professor... Marshall. And I'm your boy, Andrew. We love you and we're out. Bye. Peace.